This is going to be a weird start for this episode because this episode is filled with wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Yay! So um, I'm here sitting with Ryan right now. Yep, that's me. That's Ryan, and we're going to do the news, Just and then the two of us. We are going to cut from the news to the episode that we recorded at the Oshawa FanCon. Yay! That was fun. Oshawa's Library Fan Con, which we were at over this past weekend. So, yeah, we got some interviews there, and we hung out, and... Uh, I played VR. Played VR. And got to I, be on Tatooine. I bought a book. You did? Have you read it yet? No. Oh. Um, it's a, I, I've worked through my stack of trades and hardcovers, though, so it's like it, I'm still working on Solo, and then I moved to that. Nice. Speaking of which, Solo, awesome book. <laughs> um, but in the meantime, which, Ryan, which solo book? Oh, um, it's a DC series. It's an old one called Solo, where they got um, basically they enlisted an artist, and some of them were like DC mainstays, like yep. uh, Tim Sale and Darwin Cook, and but others were like just fairly well known comic artists like or uh pretty good comic artists from like europe and stuff like that or like uh, richard corbin and teddy christensen and basically what they did is they gave the the artist was kind of the editor so it was an anthology book so each issue was one artist drew the whole thing and there was two to three stories in it but he uh if he wanted he could write the story himself okay or he could enlist other writers to do the story for like write the story for them and they they cross different genres and stuff in the series as well i think technically it might be a vertigo book but there's lots of superhero stuff in it too well i just when you said solo i automatically thought star wars yeah no it was it's like wait a minute i think I i didn't get a solo book I think for DC, it was one of those books that was uh, very critically well-received, but not so much in the sales. So they've Uh, never attempted it again. Like, it was only 12 issues, and it was only planned to be 12 issues. But why they haven't done that experiment again, I don't know. Might not even have thought of it. Was it recently reissued when you picked it up, or did you pick it up as used? It's an an older hardcover that I I picked up. I I found cheap, so I finally picked it up because it's... It's um, it's not their absolute format, but it's slightly smaller than that. But it's slightly oversized compared to the rest of their hard covers. So okay. it's usually like sixty, seventy bucks, and I picked it up for twenty five. I think. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't it's, complain it's, about that then. No, definitely, and it's a cool book. Um, Mike Allred's on it, in it, and stuff. So, huh. Yeah, it's got something for everybody too. But oh, there you go. Anyways, let's go crack into the news. What you got for us this week, Brian? Uh, Okay, so one of the big news stories over the last couple weeks was, uh, well, everyone's favorite 
director of Guardians of the Galaxy movies that got fired. Yeah. And he has a new job. Yeah. He, and he's uh, he's gone to the distinguished competition, as yes. it is often referred to. He will be writing Suicide Squad 2. Yeah. The latest in a long line of writers on Suicide and Squad po- And 2. possibly directing. Possibly. I think it depends on how that all times out. I think it all depends on when he writes that if he decides he wants to direct it, and they'll mm. probably be like, okay. Yeah, they might be holding that slot open for him until he decides one way or the other. Well, yeah, let him write it first. And, then and if, I read today that it's a fresh take. He's starting from scratch. He's not... Not building on somebody else's script. Other and, than, like, Suicide Squad 1. Yeah. Is, like, oh, yeah, it's not... It, it's it's continuing in that same... You know, it's still in the DC-verse. It'll still have probably... I imagine it'll have... A couple of the characters from the first movie. Yeah. Like, maybe Harley Quinn, unless she's off doing that Birds of Prey She would be the one I would say things. probably isn't, because they've already got plans With her, her. and other stuff, yeah. And so at the she, end of the movie, she got broken well, out exactly. of prison, right? But how many movies are we going to get with her in it before Suicide Squad 2 actually gets made? That, well, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No. I think, you know, I can see Will Smith's character, uh, Deadshot, being in it. Was he dead? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I assume he signed on for multiple movies. You would they think if, you, if they're going to sign him to a character in their universe, you'd think they're going to try to you know get a multi picture deal and try to because even not read afterwards, wasn't there talk of oh yeah we only t- you know get him in his own movie with Batman or something? Yeah, and, there well there was yeah well, the that was part with, of the uh, whole Deathstroke. Curve. Yeah, that was part of that whole what's the Batman movie going to be? Cool. Yeah. Um, I I liked Smith and oh yeah, and no, no. he wasn't as Will Smithy as he, he is in those types of movies. Yeah, like you know how usually he's like it's, it's just Will Smith and it's Will Smith in this or Will Smith in that. Right? Yeah, it, it was kind of toned down a little bit in this one. Yeah, like, there's a few parts like when he uh, when they give him the guns in the prison. Yeah, that's very Will Smith. That was very Will Smith. Uh, very but you know much what? bad boys. And, and that's the thing, though. It's like, as much as, you know, we always joke that, you know, Don, Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp the hell out of something. Oh, he's not the only one. There's a no, ton of But it's like, at least when it's like that Will Smith character, like mm. when he's that portrayal, that's the Will Smith I like in movies. Like, I like bad boys. I like Independence Day. Like, I like that Will Smith. I like him as an actor, too. Like, when he actually yeah. like, Oh, no. Like, he can, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, just, it, the little anecdote to that is the the minute that news became public, uh, Mr. Dave Batista tweeted out, how do I sign up? Yeah. <laughs> so. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I have, I have a sneaky suspicion that Guardians 3 is going to just get scrapped. Oh, or yeah. it's going to be left for a, for quite a while. Yeah. I could see that as being one of those things that, like, in a couple years from now, maybe... They they return to it, and really in that case, like you could do some interesting things with like some of the characters being a little bit older and stuff like that, yep. and, and replace some characters and take some characters out. And, and we don't know how things are going to re- come, uh, you know, what the status quo will be after Avengers Four. Oh yeah, that's. I assume there's some characters that will survive, and some, and yeah. some others that won't. But. Yep. And speaking of Avengers Four, uh, the Russo brothers have said that uh, they've finished, they've wrapped filming. Yep. They tweeted out some ominous photo of like a light that people are like, oh, it might be this gun, it may be this, but it's like it looks like a set light or even yeah. like a headlight from a car. Yep. So it's like just the Russo brothers trolling everybody with their Twitter account again. Mm. I have a feeling uh, there's another another instance of a director trolling in your news coming up too. So uh, with Instagram, 
don't think what you're talking about. Nothing uh, about John Favreau's posts from The Mandalorian? Oh, no, you know, I forgot all about that stuff. I missed it uh, when I was looking. Okay, so he posted two pictures. Yeah, but I wouldn't even say so much he was trolling. I don't know. I think the ice cream maker. That one might I be a bit of a troll. Yeah. trolling. Okay, so for those who are listening, uh, we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive on Star Wars bonus crap here. So in Empire Strikes Back, in the scenes where there are people running to get to, I don't know where, in the in Evac- Cloud City. The evacuating Cloud City. City. I guess there's escape pods, maybe? Or just their own shuttles. Yeah, their own shuttles. If you're living in Cloud City, I hope you have some sort of vehicle to get you out of Cloud City in case this thing decides to not be a Cloud City anymore. Yeah. So there there is a shot of a guy running with something under his arm. And if you take a good shot look at the still photo, you will notice it's an ice cream maker. It's an old school ice cream maker from from 82. So, John Favreau has been posting up photos from the set of The Mandalorian. The first thing he posted up, which is also like kind of a deep throwback, so we got a better look at what we presume is the gun on the back of the main character uh, that we saw on the back of the main character. Yeah, you can photo. see a gun. It looks like a rifle because he's got a big old stock Long. that's over his shoulder, the stock yeah. sticking up over his left, sho- left shoulder. Yeah, but the photo shows two prongs at the end of the barrel, and it looks like a real-world version of the weapon Boba Fett uses in the Star Wars Holiday Special. But it does look cool. As a oh, real-world yeah. prop, they did a good job of it. Well, it's another case of them, you know, a little idea that was used in something obscure. Yeah. That, like, you know, we'll, we'll put this over here for now. And then it's like, oh, somebody's like, oh, you know, I really like this. And they pull it back out and make it work. It looks cool. Yeah. And, and then that was followed up by a post from John Favreau of the ice cream maker. So I, I don't know. Part of me thinks the ice cream maker one's a bit of a trolling, but the it, who knows? Like I know it, it was supposed like it's got some Star Wars doodads on it. Yeah, you know, like they've dressed. Oh, yeah, it you up. paint it up and you slap a thing a thing or two on it, and yeah. now it's a so some in, kind of special reactor or something. In the former canon of stuff, yeah, that was a data core of the cloud of Cloud City at there you the go. time. So maybe that's what it is as a computer data core, or maybe he's just <laughs> trolling us hard. But nice people, deep maybe, cut. Maybe I, people I just wa- randomly walk around with ice cream makers on like planets like Tatooine. Mm. An ice cream maker would probably go for good money on Tatooine. Right? Yeah, but where do you? How do you keep Ooh, it? Well, I guess they, blue, have they have blue milk. Yeah, that's true. Should make blue ice cream. I saw a meme the other day of the uh, or uh, from a Twitter conversation. Okay. Um, oh, it was a uh, comic book artist uh, and writer, uh, Anthony Rut- Rutziger, who is also an indie wrestler named Kingdom James. Okay. He he was on a flight to Vancouver, I think, or New York, and he posted, he watched Last Jedi, and to be fair, he likes Last Jedi. Yep. But he was posting out, like, as he was watching it, like, the some of the plot holes and some of it in the script, and he's like, I wonder about the scene with Luke milking that that sea creature how did he know that the milk was good like for him did he just walk up to it one day and just start milking it was there a conversation had with the creature like what's the deal there it's kind of weird no matter how you look at it well there's other people that live on that island they could have told him like maybe he sat down for breakfast with the ones that take care of the temple he could have sat you know they could have been feeding he could have said oh where does this come from let me help you get it and they're like oh it comes from that thing over there standing on the rock Mm -hmm. and he's like okay 
Hey, let me have some milk. <laughs> What's next on the list? Next on the list, uh, your, your favorite mobile game and my favorite mobile game, Pokemon Go, apparently is still a big moneymaker. Oh, really? It made $84 million in the month of September. Wow. Which, for people that don't spend any money on that game, I'm... Uh, I'm surprised when I hear things like that because, yeah. like, we play it, you know, we drive around and we go to spots and walk around and play, and I haven't spent any money in that game in a long time, and then even then it was, like, a couple bucks. But uh, that was it. So I, don't know, I saw that, and I thought that was interesting. And speaking of other big money things, so uh, the movie we thought no one really wanted to see and we have yet to see it ourselves has been and number has one been quite well. Has been number one at the box office two weeks in a row now, and has made over a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, hundred thousand, hundred million, <laughs> clearly over a yeah, hundred thousand. Well, yeah, over hundred thousand. It was a really slow week that week. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, so the, that, that came in number two for oh sorry number two number one for two weeks in a row, uh, maybe three weeks by the time you're listening to this. I don't know. Hoping to see it. Um, oh, so. Images of a potential N64 Classic Edition were posted on Reddit last week. Yeah. And it looks it looks legit. Like the one post I read talking about it said you don't you want oh, it's, okay. it's got to be in the works. You would think, especially like since it has like it's a smaller version of it and stuff. So yep. it's, okay, somebody could have made that, but even when on the bottom side in these photos, it has all your modern uh, warnings and everything that were, would be on it that were not on the original ones. Hmm. So it's not like it was an original one photo yeah, and that somebody and shrunk and altered. manipulated. Yeah. So I don't know. It should be interesting. I don't know what games we'd get on it. The ones that I would really want to play it, I don't know if we're going to get because of uh, licensing, you know, like yeah, Star Wars. we're not getting GoldenEye. We're not getting, we're probably not getting any of the Star Wars games. Yeah. The Star Wars, excuse me, <laughs> the Star Wars games would be kind of least of the problem, I think, because it, it's yeah. only like, Let's just talk you would have to Disney. deal with, well, Lucasfilm and Electronic Arts, who currently has the, the Star Wars license. Yeah. But GoldenEye is the is a mess. Yeah. I I actually had to explain that to somebody at EB the other day because he was talking. It was right after those photos came out, and a customer was asking me. He's like, "Oh, it's got to have GoldenEye on it." I'm like, it's not having GoldenEye on it because it was made by a company for Nintendo. Yep. With a license that is now sits with another company that isn't doing anything with it. But the company that made it, Rare, is now owned by Microsoft. Yeah. And they have had issues here and there, you know, trying to get some of this stuff out in, out in the past. That's It's probably a minor miracle. We got Perfect Dark, like the, the original one on on uh, the, the Microsoft network. Yeah. But the, the, now you throw in another company, and I believe it might be EA who has the license for James Bond right now. <laughs> it, it's it, it, who isn't doing anything with it? But that's a, when was last other than Goldeneye? When was the last good James Bond game? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. So yeah, so but um, Excite Bike. I could see Excite Bike '64, which was a solid game. Oh, but so I never played that one. Uh, I had, I, uh, it, I, I had, I still have 
Oh, uh, Donkey Kong Country that will be on there. Yeah. That was a that was a key game for that uh, console. Super Mario sixty four. Yep, sixty four. That'll be on there. Mario Kart sixty four. Yeah. Um, Smash Brothers started on sixty four. No, I think I, that was a GameCube game, GameCube? wasn't it? I know it was, but I, hit, I have a 64? feeling it's like Mario Party, where it's one of those games that kind of snuck in at the end. Maybe. Now, is there a 64 game that never got released that they can throw on it? Oh, kind who of like knows? what they did for Star Fox 2. Yeah. I know there was a Star Fox game or a second Star Fox game or something like that in development for it that yeah. never got released, but... Uh, maybe uh, Castlevania 64, but that's maybe. not a great game. No. Oh, was there a, a Zelda game? <laughs> oh, yeah. There, there's... Uh, what was it called? I was never big into those, but yeah. I know those are popular. Um, oh. Jorah's Mask, I was think, it? maybe? Okay. I can't remember. I know I know whatever it was. Oh, Ocarina of Time. Was it Ocarina of Time? Yeah, because okay. uh, my friends were nuts about it. And oh, well, you I know have what one was friend another? who still has their original 64 to play it. Metroid. Yeah. It was a good game on that system. I remember I had a friend that was big into the love yeah. that new me- that Metroid. I think it was on. Or was it on? Oh. oh, no. That's game. Is it the first person? Yeah, style? sorry. That's GameCube. That's GameCube. Never mind. Yeah. Getting ahead. That'll yeah. be next year's. <laughs> well, maybe. And we're, you know, there's also the, the PlayStation Mini coming out as well. Yep. I watched a video from a YouTube channel that of video game stuff that I like the other day that was dreaming up what other mini systems could come out. Oh, jeez. And he, to be fair, he limited himself to three. Okay. He went with uh, the Sega Master System, which wouldn't be a bad one. Okay. The original Sega system. Um, because there's already a Genesis one out, isn't there? Yeah. And it, it will actually play cartridges, too, which has a nice bonus to it. Um, a TurboGrafx-16 one, which I don't... I think that's one of those things that's very niche. I don't... Like, I would buy it because I remember a bunch of games for it, but I don't think enough I people I think it's would just bother. like that one that we saw at Toys R Us, or the, the, yeah. the Commodore 64. It's like, it's not going to sell like Nintendo. Yeah. But uh, Box Adventure. Oh, that was a great platformer. And what was the third one he went with? Uh, I can't remember what the third. It might have been the N64 one. Hmm. But it's we're going to see more of these systems on a whole. Oh yeah, well, the, the first ones made money, right? Yeah. So it's and now that memory's cheaper too, right? You can fit uh, you can fit a good chunk of games on these. Yeah. I I have a feeling Nintendo's going to stop after the 64. Yeah, because the GameCube because those games are they're a bit bigger, and you start putting that price point up there. I think once you get past a hundred bucks, is when people are going to like say no to it. Well, no, exactly. And I think Nintendo is looking to uh, have their own online service. Yeah, much like they it. did with so the they Wii, made so. a lot of that stuff may just be available as uh, retro games on that. Yeah. But uh, so moving on back to movies, uh, apparently Brie Larson signed a seven-picture deal. To oh, play Captain Marvel! Wow. So the, it, it, I assume it's kind of like the Sam Jackson one. Is, well, I think like the Sam Jackson up, that uh, counts as up an appearance. You know, what's his name? Winter Soldier. He had like yeah. a seven picture deal yeah. from the beginning too. So yeah, it'd be like one. Well, so next year we'll have showing two of those movies two will be knocked right off, yeah. right? So, but still, it's interesting to hear that. Um, oh, and ScarJo, finally, apparently, we're getting our Black Widow movie. And she's finally going to get paid the appropriate amount. Yeah, she is. She's gonna, she signed apparently for fifteen million dollars, 
Which brings her on par with uh, both the Chris's, Helmsworth and Evans, mm. for their solo movies. Which is good. Yep. No, it's good. She deserves it. If, you know, if that's what her co-stars are getting for their movies, yep. I don't see her movie being any worse. Or any, mm. you know, may do better. Uh, I'm curious to see what it what it is. Oh, yeah. I would like it. Like, There's some people that are saying, oh, it should take place before Iron Man or whatever. And I'm like, no, I think that it would be cooler... If it's her, you know, her past is catching up to her. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because, I think we had that discussion had, yeah. on the weekend where it's like, yeah, it'd be cool if, you know, because they've done this before where there's other black widows that show mm. up uh, who also went through the, the whole Russian system in the Red Room. And yeah. even in um, oh, Agent Carter, they had a a woman show up uh, who, had, you know, from the, from through that system. Oh, OK. As yeah. a villain for a part of one of the seasons. It's one of those things uh, that, uh, like, I hope this doesn't sound sexist to me. I hope she goes back to being a redhead in the, because <laughs> she looks better as a redhead for whatever reason than she did as a blonde in. Well, I think it's just you're used to seeing her. Yeah, maybe. Hair. Not that she looks bad. She looks no. good regardless. But yeah. All right. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So now we'll go the other way. We got an Aquaman trailer. Come out of out of New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a trailer, and we got a five minute like extended video trailer. I haven't seen that one yet. You haven't seen that no, one? No, I haven't sat oh. down and watched it yet. It's uh, it's almost got like a little sequence from him, the, like him and Mara. Is it Mara or Mara? Mara? Uh, I guess we'll have to wait uh, and see yeah, how they whatever. pronounce it. Uh, being chased by Black oh. Manta. No, I have seen it then. Yeah, I just thought that was the trailer. Well, you know, I didn't pay attention. There was some shorter trailers too, like some clips. But yeah, that one is the five minute one. Yeah, Uh, looks good. Looks interesting. It looks like fun. Yeah, which is which has been, I think, our if you could assemble all of our complaints of the DC movies on a whole. That's the that's the the thing we keep looking for in them. Is that's that just a little more fun. fun. It doesn't it's, need to be slapstick silly. It's part of the reason why I like Suicide Squad and yeah. why I like Justice League and like you. Justice League has plot holes you can drive a truck through, but it was fun and yep. That's what like those characters need to lighten up a little bit. I think. You know, and and this looks like it's going to do it. Oh yeah. So yeah, so we got that, and then there was even another one like I think yesterday, like the international, because I guess they've got a release date for China now. Oh okay. So yep, that's gonna make money. Mm. Um. Oh, and uh, so back to the DC TV side, we got our first look at Ruby Rose in the Batwoman costume, and it looks awesome. It does I'm I'm on board. Uh, between that. And then they released an image just the other day that I shared out on Facebook. Uh, the guy who plays Superman in the Supergirl series yeah. showed him standing with uh, Stephen Amell and um, oh, what's his name that plays the Flash? Oh, yeah, I know who. You're so talking Flash about. Yeah. and Green Arrow in their costumes, and him in the black suit. Now, do you think that's that's? the right Superman or are we looking at an alternate universe Superman I have no idea yeah. but I can't wait to find out like, it won't be black because he's died and come back to life no because that, that would have been a major thing to mention in Supergirl which they didn't mention yeah well right now he's he's off world he's off he? world he's on Argo yeah getting in touch with his Crotonian roots <laughs> but uh, yeah it's gonna that's that's the, shaping up to be quite the three episode uh, 
crossover. Yeah, looks pretty. Looks like it might be good, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing her as Batwoman. Yeah. Speaking of Netflix, uh, they canceled Iron Fist. Yeah, I, I'll I'll be honest. Haven't watched season two yet. Same. Um, I've heard it's better than season one. Yep. Uh, heard. Now, because it got canceled, a whole crap ton of it got spoiled for me. But oh, see, I, I still haven't noticed that. Heard that uh, stuff. Uh, but. I, I know pretty much how it ends at oh. this point, which is kind of annoying. But, but now, but to be to be honest, it makes me want to go back and watch it now because now I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, so then, this uh, is what happens. Yeah, okay, I'll so. go watch it now. Okay. <laughs> um, if I was uh, were those actors, I wouldn't worry about it though. Oh yeah. Depending on how their contracts are structured, it's one of those things that I could definitely see uh, Disney's if they're still launching their own streaming service coming along and go, "Nah, well, we'll make a third season." Yeah. <laughs> or even just like my one thought, you know, okay, you don't need to have a Nick, uh, a Luke, I almost said a Nick Cage, a Luke Cage and an Iron Fist. Yeah. You can have Heroes for Hire. That would that would not if you find that if we find that Luke Cage gets canceled as well, yeah, or then, then they could just call season three of Luke Cage Heroes for Hire. hire. They keep saying here, you know, oh, are you a hero for hire? I want to hire you. I'm kind of still watching season two of Luke Cage. Yeah, so it's like they keep putting these little breadcrumbs down for that. So who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I guess really, other than all that, my last little bit is. Uh, some of the new toy reveals we got out of uh, New York Comic Con. Mm. We're getting a Doctor. I was in the Star Wars Six Inch Black Series. We're getting a Doctor Phasma with Triple Zero and B two E two something. B two sounds something. good to me. Yeah, Evil C three PO and Evil R two D two. Which we got in, I guess they did the three and three quarter inch. Which exclusive. there seems to be confusion this. of if it's a three pack or if it's not a three pack or not. Well, they have them individually priced on most of the toy websites, but there's a lot of things that I've seen mentioned that are like comes with and like like when talking about Doc Doctor Afra okay. comes with these two figures. I'm really, like, I don't think that's the case. I think no. they're going to be they're going to bilk you for sixty bucks and make it well. <laughs> Well, 60 bucks American it'll be yeah. like 75 up here if we're lucky it's still gonna get it though oh yeah we need them they're, they're, those, those, you know, that character's been one of the best additions through the comics I think that they've made one of the, the yeah it's kind of it's I would compare her in some ways a little bit to Darth Maul is Darth Maul in The Force Awakens looks cool but there's nothing to him and it's like when they they really made him a character and everything else, yeah, and became a amazing addition to the Star Wars universe, especially through Rebels Clone and through Clone and Rebels Wars. and now Solo. Yeah, and that's how I see her is like if they figure out a way to work her into other stuff, it, it would be great. That'd be interesting, or even at this point, you know, if not her because of age, mm. then. Uh, the two droids showing up. Oh yeah, that'd be a nice. Twist. I've told my told you my theory of who I think the evil three PO is, right? No. Well, because his AI is stolen. Oh and yes, old. yes, yes. Sorry, yeah. You have a connection back to uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, it's the, the it's the assassin droid from yes. Knights of the. I'm almost sure of it. I think that's gonna because they're they're slowly building up to him having his memories unlocked and everything because she's. He's got the chip or whatever, but he needs to have them unlocked, and that's what he's using 
Afro for right now, or yeah. at least as far as I am in the trades. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Alrighty. Is that it? Yeah, no, other than yeah, we got new toys. Mm-hmm. Those ones are some of the ones that we're getting. We're getting a few other ones too. And well, hopefully the pre orders that we've got are coming in like sometime now. soon. Well, there's been reports magic showed up at E B today, but I didn't get I didn't a phone see call. That. Or get, get a phone call. Yeah. So so hopefully ours come in because we both pre-ordered her. Yep, at the same store. So yeah. hopefully they get enough. If, and if they call you, I hope they call me. <laughs> oh, and then should we throw in uh, the event that's happening soon around here? Um, or should we not yet? Tease, we'll tease that. There, there might. Yeah, yeah. there. Our uh, local Stay comic tuned. shop has something going on that, or is supposed to have something going on that. Uh, uh, well, yeah, there there might be there might be some stuff involving us too. So stay tuned. stay tuned. It'll be cool if it happens, but I don't want to jinx it by saying who it is. Um, in the meantime, we should throw to our past selves, I guess. Yeah, this is future Brent and future <laughs> Ryan throwing back to. Well, past aren't we self. present Brent and present Ryan? And sure. then depending on when somebody listens to that, it's all in the past, regardless. Timey wimey, yeah. wibbly wobbly. So this is uh, the whole crew at the Oshawa fan. Con fan expo fan fan con fan con the OPL fan, fan con. con. And yeah, two you. accidentals. You pull up a chair. Pull up Tracy. a chair, Tracy, if you want, or a stool, bench. There's a there, oh, that's a step. I thought that was a very low child's chair. And so we are in Oshawa. Today. Oh, we're starting already. Yeah. We're oh, we've. Long. Hello. Hello. Hi. I thought we started half an hour ago. Apparently yeah, I, was I know. Talking into a mic for no reason. Poor yeah. Brian, his shtick got uh, let it cut all out. Warmed up and making we're fun gonna of have Jen to share and... a microphone. So we are uh, in Oshawa for the. Okay, so what's the exact term, Tracy? For what this is? Yes. What it's, What's the actual title? What's the name? OPL's third annual fan con. Ooh. Which we've now been involved in. Two of them. Shouldn't yes. we do the introduction thing we usually do at the beginning oh, of this? Yeah, I guess so. With us is actually, we've got everybody this year. So we have Kevin. Hello. We have Ryan. That's me. And we have Jen. Hi. And we have Tracy. Hi. Who listens occasionally. No, she doesn't. She's lying. Just grab, just grab the microphone from my hand if you want to talk. I do listen to you when I'm in my car. It feels like you guys are sitting in my back seat. Do you yell at us? Sometimes we are. Sometimes. Have you ever checked? Sometimes Ryan <laughs> likes to hide under the seat. That's what I do. <laughs> so it's funny because it's plausible. <laughs> this one will be funny to listen to because it'll sound like I'm in the back seat, and then that's a whole <laughs> She'll lot be of all problems. confused. Like, how can I be driving and in the back seat at the same time? <laughs> Where am I really? Oh my god! So uh, we were invited back this year because we had fun last year, and somebody thought it was worth. <laughs> Us again, but uh, I hey. I don't mind. I'm, we've been we've been having fun, just chilling out. And we have. I played have, VR. You know. I, I was a Star Wars. I will probably try to put video of that. There is a picture of that on our Instagram of, already of Ryan <sighs> in his gear, and I did do a video, but I'm going to try to figure out how to edit it so that it's not three minutes long. Right. The easy way to edit that is when you're recording it, hit stop. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. I never would have figured that you out. Know what well, I don't know. You made it three minutes long. Instead this is, of a little I was clip. waiting for you to do something interesting. Well, it wasn't. It was, it was an interactive I didn't want to miss it. And apparently it took three minutes for that to happen. This no. is she, continuing the theme of how they noted that Ryan is only mean to Jen on the 
podcast. They're not yeah. supposed to bring in a video up. of me doing VR as well, but the game I was playing was mostly static and me just standing looking out a window. <laughs> so it's not that interesting. I got a video of you doing VR. Oh, we should, if it's just him looking out. Oh, no, because you had the headset. It's a on VR the, window. I was like, if he's just <laughs> it's a virtual there, window. Looking out a window, somebody should put that together with like the, the walking lonely music from. Uh, from the, uh, end of from the Incredible, Incredible Hulk. Hulk, like the end of each episode. Yep. Of Incredible- <laughs> I just watched the last episode of Incredible Hulk. Is that where that music is from? Yeah, yes. it's not a good show. Not a good show. So um, we decided this is going to be uh, a weird episode because we I've probably chucked in a new segment at, at the starting already. Probably. But um, we are we are going to do kind of a... No, don't be our our uh, neighbor in the the convention space. David Bishop was just creeping back to his table in order not to make noise, but it's okay. <laughs> because the natural lighting is very. Uh, we were talking about how it's nice that our space is in natural light because that's important a, for a podcast. Where a guy walked by in. We just got a, the windows uh, redone. A mascot wolf costume, like a furry costume, but with chainmail on. So he and like with plates on it too. So he clanked and he saw that we were recording. So he started doing the sneaky walk, and that actually made it made work. it louder. Nice. What was that you were saying about the windows, Tracy? They're fancy and new. They are beautiful windows with a view. The library is very nice here. It's very well lit and clean. What branch are we at again? The McLaughlin branch. So if you're in Oshawa, come to the McLaughlin branch. It is very pretty. Was I got an extensive tour. <laughs> Some art outside. There's beavers. There are I, beavers. I like the beavers. Big fat hunchback beavers. Hunchback of Notre Beaver. Hunchback of Notre Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Actually, sure that's a if you want that to be totally French, somewhere. it would be well. I don't know. Le, hunchback. But Le hunchback of hunchback Notre Beaver. Of Notre Castor. <laughs> le 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 More, le plural. Le yes. Le le. Lay. No, lay. Lay. No. <laughs> we went to a French school all his life. Actually, Me. so did she. <laughs> it's not lay. It is lay. No. Le is singular. Le. Lay is, yeah, yeah lay. Ryan speaking Quebecois French. Oh, you're speaking Quebecois French. That's not real French. I'm speaking Penetang Midland French. Oh, yeah, that's definitely that's not French. real French. What are you that's speaking? Paris French. French? Yes. We're in Canada. My French is more Canadian French than yours, so... Why are you so mean to me today, Ryan? What did I do to you? you said I was being contrarian, so... Well, you were, and now you're just being cruel. <laughs> I'm going to cry and let Tracy take over. Tracy's my friend. <laughs> she, you have to talk into the mic. You can't just nod your head. The listeners can't hear you nodding your head. Well, I didn't want the listeners now to know that I was on Tracy. Team Ryan. <laughs> I'm really on Team Genevieve. Team Genevieve. <laughs> But you're also on Team Dragon Ball Z. I am on Team Dragon what, Ball what Z. What was your team? Teamwork to Danger? Teamwork to Danger. That's the team that Genevieve and I came up with because nothing that we come up with together is a good idea. <laughs> so together, we're Teamwork to Danger. They Ryan's got to come up with everything. a logo for us. I believe uh, Tracy at one point during her trip to Florida had like a hand movement or something to go with it. Yeah, it was like a little mm-hmm. dance. It's like the Super Mario trying yeah. to grab Air the punch. mushroom. <laughs> Air punch. So um, last year, not at this this exact last year, but sometime last year, we did a show 
where we came up with the best superhero team that we could come up with using characters from very spanning genres. the multiverse. Um, for instance, uh, Jen's uh, <laughs> dude in a chair was Garcia from Criminal Minds. I won. And she well, at won. least that one. <laughs> that one was pretty good. And I'm trying to. I think. love Garcia. You had something by weird too, didn't you, Kevin? Like somebody kind of out of left field. I had um, Maui. That's right. You had Maui from and Hermione Granger on and the Doctor. Didn't you also have the Doctor? Did I have the Doctor? No, I, I had the Doctor. Oh, you had the doctor. the doctor. Yeah, no, I avoided the Doctor. I think I kept my superhero list because I loved it so much. So this year we decided because it makes for a good like short show, um, we were going to do a, uh, a the opposite and go with our Legions of Doom, our supervillains from different genres that was hard um and it would turn out to be a lot harder than the superhero one was for some reason well the biggest thing is heroes will work together villains will not good villains will work together and stab each other in the back as soon as they can yeah so we we may i so the villains are just really closer to real life true true oh oh tracy's gotta go bye tracy So, um, with that, if you went on your list, if you wish to specify which of the characters is going to backstab somebody first, you oh. feel free. You don't have to, oh, but if, if you part. feel that somebody is going to be uh, be stabbing somebody in the back right off the bat, it's, feel free to mention it. Uh, who wants to go first? I will, because I came up with my list about five minutes ago. Oh, you busy, busy boy, you. So, um, <clears throat> I thought of a theme for my team and then chose characters that I thought fit that theme. Okay. I'm not going to tell you what the theme is. Tell me if you can figure oh, it out. Oh, we have to guess. Guess Ooh. what the theme is. Guess that theme. So, uh, we got a, um, you need a scientific genius, of course, on your team to do all the science. Mm-hmm. So, that's why you need Lex Luthor. He's your go-to gadget man. He okay. can build pretty much any. He's like evil Tony Stark, right? Yes, he can, very uh, much so. He can build anything. Well, actually, isn't Tony Stark like good Lex Luthor? This is oh. true. Oh. Well, Lex Luthor. Or drunk Lex Luthor. Right? Very, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't think drunk. there's ever been a drunk Lex Luthor, so yeah. So he's my, my tech guy and my build anything uh, person. Um, so then you need sort of a... Uh, a stealth operative who can who can um, who can get himself into any situation okay. and out of any situation, not by his own wits, but by using other people's wits. Mm-hmm. And that is Purple Man, Kilgrave, okay. creepy, creepy David Tennant. Yeah, yeah, Jessica, Jessica. So um, then you need um, you need a bombshell. Uh, a woman who can distract the male heroes just through the sheer force of her sexuality. Or possibly female heroes. And, uh, true. And her um, shiny space powers. Uh, Star Sapphire is my oh, character. Okay. She's um, oh, a good. love interest of Green Lantern. She's not always evil, but when she is, she's very evil. Um, uh, then you need a magician, and just like on my uh, on my hero team, my magician character is kind of from out of left field. Uh, I'm going with Ursula the Sea Witch. Nice, mm. she almost made my Ooh, list. Good pick. Too. Yeah, that's a good pick. She's, she can breathe outside of water. Right? She can. Yeah. Okay. She can make herself giant. She can steal your voice. So if Purple Man gets out of hand, she can just steal his voice. She can mm. also turn you into that little like kelpie kraken thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Uh, then um, somebody who's kind of the brains and really knows what's going on in almost any situation, and she can she knows she she knows she knows the, a thing or two about what happens in the universe. Uh, that's Missy from Doctor Who. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Evil Mary Poppins. We call evil her. Mary Poppins. Evil Mary Poppins. And then your big power dude who really has all the power in the universe, uh, Thanos. Nice. With or without Infinity Gauntlet? Oh, without, I would imagine. Without, yeah. But he's still, he's pretty powerful, even without. So that's my team. It's uh, Lex Luthor, Purple Man, Thanos, Star Sapphire, Ursula, and Missy. Can you find the theme? I know the theme, so I will pull myself out of answering that. Is it villains that Kevin likes? Because that's a theme of mine. Well, that's not that Kevin likes. I was going to say, they all involve like, the color purple. But yes, they do. Oh, I guess Lex Luthor's suit. <laughs> Old school Luthor. Uh, uh, it's it purple and yeah. green. They're all purple. Uh, because purple is the color of evil. I was, it was a toss-up between Ursula and Maleficent for my, uh, for my magic user. I like purple. Does that mean I'm evil? Um, yes. Yeah. Sweet. I yeah. could have told you that. Hey. <laughs> Why is it pick on Gen Day? So that's my, uh, the, the, uh, the, you know, the, the purple pie man. Uh, the peculiar purple pie man from Porcupine Peak. Yeah, he, he almost made the list too. <laughs> yeah, what's, what's his evil power? He makes pies. He makes pies. Evil pies. Do pies do oh. anything? They what does he make the pies out taste of? They taste out of purple berries. <laughs> oh, I thought maybe it was out of strawberry because shortcake. Because it's a strawberry friend. shortcake villain, right? Yeah, he's a strawberry shortcake I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's where he came from. Yeah. yeah. I guess you could have also done like Murky and Lurky from Rainbow Bright because I think Murky is kind of purpley gray, isn't I he? I could have if I had heard who they, of those people before. <laughs> oh. Murky's or, like a purpley gray. And Skeletor was close. Uh, if you think You're right. Purple is an evil yeah, color. Um, you know, dark side in yeah. a way. <laughs> yeah, uh, depending on Joker, who colors them and draws them. The Joker but. almost made the list. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, when you stop and think about it, there are a lot of evil purple people. For the Porcupine purple minions. Peak. Does that mean the purple people eater is like the ultimate no, superhero he then? he only eats purple people. So, yeah. So, he is. He's, He's the arch nemesis to the purple, purple people. Team, team sure purple bad guy. So, uh, the power of purple. That's, a, that's actually for a last minute list. That's pretty solid. Thank I, you. I can't really argue with a lot <laughs> I didn't of come up with like specific categories oh, for that's mine, okay. like that's a tech fine. person, and I should have. I wasn't really. I just had to justify why the purple people were together. And uh, that, yeah. Anyway, you want me to go? If you want. Okay. The floor is yours, Jen. Mine ended up, because supervillains don't really get along together, mine kind of ended up being more of a list of villains that I like, that who would be too. cool. Um, so there's not really any kind of rhyme or reason. So the first person that I thought of was Shadow Weaver from She-Ra. Okay. Because I haven't seen Sharon in a long time, but I remember she was pretty darn awesome. Oh, She's got a really cool Evil design, She's perfect Yeah, too. I almost thought about Evil Lynn. But then I, okay, Robot Chicken ruined it for me because I always think of Evelyn. I always thought your name was Evelyn. Evelyn. I always thought your name was Evelyn. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so I have Shadow Weaver. Um, Then I also have, uh, oh, what order to say this in? Actually, most of mine are purple too. Uh, Poison Ivy from DC. She's not purple. She's green. I love Poison Ivy. I know, but I'm getting there. Second evil color. Yes. And then. Um, to kind of control them all. Like, okay, then I have three villains that I think would be vying for power for the whole thing. Uh-huh. Like, they would be the ones who are probably fighting amongst each other for control of the the groupish. 
group. So I've got uh, Maleficent uh-huh. because she is my all-time absolute favorite Disney villain. Yes, she's awesome. Uh, I put Thanos on because I put specifically the Thanos from the recent movie because I don't really, really know Thanos from anything else. Right. And I liked him as a villain because he had he had a, like an actual purpose for doing what he was doing besides I am evil and want to control the world or destroy the world or whatever. He had like a legit to him a good reason for doing it and I really like that about him um, and then probably the one who would end up pulling everybody's strings is Grand Admiral Thrawn from Star Wars Rebels because I really like a smart villain and the thing I love about Thrawn is that he is always like six steps ahead of everybody else and it's pretty darn awesome and then I had uh, <laughs> I had a runner up because I wanted to put him on here, but he didn't really fit with anything. So I put on uh, Tamatoma. Tamatoa? From uh, the big crab from Moana. Oh, from Moana. Yeah. Because I love I his song. I he's really evil. Yeah, he's evil. He's like a king monster. He stole the fish hook from Maui. Anyway, I like him because he has a great singing voice and he was funny. <laughs> All right. So yeah, so my villain super team is Shadow Weaver. Uh, Maleficent, Poison Ivy, Thanos, Admiral Thrawn, and Tamatoa. Um, I have a feeling that Thrawn would be pulling all the strings and pitting Maleficent and Thanos against each other. Mm. And I think that Shadow Weaver, Poison Ivy, and Tamatoa would just basically be like the pawns, unfortunately. But not really knowing that they were pawns. And then, you know, I had a few, like, Sailor Moon villains that I was going to throw on there, but none of them are really, like... That evil, I suppose. I was going to put Queen Beryl on. I don't okay. know. Okay. Why isn't she evil? She's also purple, so she fits the purple scheme. Um, I keep thinking of more purple villains. I know. <laughs> Queen Beryl is, she's a villain, but I mean, she's kind of like a misguided villain because it's really mm. Empress Metallia that's controlling Queen Beryl. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Sailor Moon's complicated. Right. If you want to figure it out, everybody should listen to Sailor Business Podcast. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> Okay, so that's my list. Ryan, want me to go? Yeah. All right, I'll go. So, like yourself, Jen, I was, my first list was starting, and it was going to be like just like, who, who are my favorite villains? You know, I was like, ooh, I like Megatron. Ooh, I like Cobra Commander. And ooh, I like Darth Vader. But it's like, but why would all these people be together to do something? And how could they stand each other without, you know, killing each other right away? Because that's what bad guys do. So I found a better theme. I went... For a team of villainesses, villain, villainous ladies, like the, the ladies of evil. <laughs> the ladies of evil. The ladies of the evil. ladies of evil. The uh, a team, you know, because like you know, of villains. Really, if you try to mix other villains together, I can see the women actually working together towards their villainous goals. Really, women, so. v- our evil women tend to be like. Well, the evil villain, the women that I, that I picked. Oh, okay. Uh, so I started off with my list with with Dark Phoenix. So there's your okay. power. Okay. Yeah, no, that's pretty powerful. There's your power. Yeah. You, you, there's no, you know, you can't. So you got Dark Phoenix. Uh, most because I'm a Jean. You know, I love Jean Grey. Great character. Yeah. And it's a great, powerful mutant female mm. fitting into my female. Uh, so for my spy, sneaky person, you know, costume changes, all that. I went with the Baroness from GI okay. Joe. Oh, I like her too. Who also, you know, she at least in those in those comics, 
you know, plays second fiddle to Cobra Commander mm-hmm. and Deathstroke, but really kind of manipulates them and mm-hmm. does what she gets her way. So it's another. Um, I too went with Evelyn. <laughs> Evelyn. 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 <laughs> She's that's my that's my magic caster. My 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 my, 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 my you know my magician, my sorceress. Yep. Uh, also purple. Yep, she's very purple. Uh, I decided to throw an X-Factor on my team. Okay. Uh, the entire team of X-Factor? No. Oh. Uh, Harley Quinn. Oh, because I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> she's just nutballs I thought ab- crazy. I thought about her, too, and then I was like, uh, Grand Animal Thrawn would probably murder her before he had. she had a chance to actually be part of the team. Mm. <laughs> but... I think she, like I said, she's one of those X factors. She's just like you never know if she's going to do what she's going to do. She's the wild card. She she could come out of nowhere and accomplish everything on her own, or just be funny. <laughs> and then just uh, for another kind of uh, you know, uh, it's a power set that is really overlooked. I went with Black Cat. And her good luck, oh, bad luck powers. No. Yeah, the, it, uh, that's true. The fact that she has actual superpowers. What's her out. superpower? She's good luck, bad luck. Like she can cause other people to have bad luck. Oh, she can. Yeah. Yep. Is she the Spider-Man villain? Yes. yes. The Spider-Man. I didn't know she had the powers. The Spider-Man Catwoman ripoff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I didn't like, know she had powers. Sometimes she's a hero. She also is bad. Right now, she's uh, one of like the mob head. You know, mob heads, uh, head of the mobs in uh, the Spider Verse. That's pretty awesome. Can I make a suggestion for your team? Yes. I think you need a strategist on your team. So I would add um, Cersei Lannister from Game of Thrones. Oh. Yep. But see, I don't know if she would work well with the rest of these people. Yeah. Well, to be very fair, much, all these super villain teams, eventually one of them is going to just snap. And oh, yeah. But that's when Dirk Phoenix walks up to all of them and just goes poof and turns them all into flaming dust. <laughs> okay, so who's your whole team over again? Uh, so Dark Phoenix. Yep. The Baroness. Okay. Evelyn. All right. Not Evelyn. <laughs> Harlequin. Mm-hmm. And the Black Cat. Nice. <laughs> Pretty good. Yep. So that's my team. And I tried to think of it. I don't think I've got action figures of every one of these characters. Oh. <laughs> now <laughs> you least, need them? At least not in the same scale. Yeah. I probably have a Baroness, but only in three and three quarter inch, not six inch. And the rest of them I do have. No, I don't have an evil Lynn. Or do I? I don't think she was one of the characters when the Hasbro did the new He-Man release that I bought. I've got... No, oh, I was yeah. going to say, I know she got made. Oh, she got... I, I, I never, I, it's one of the ones I didn't buy, mm. so. So I can't do a team, team photo. She was like Skeletor's right hand, right? Yeah. Nope. So I guess it's my turn? Yep, it's all uh, you. You're the only one left. So, oh, the trivia gets announced and we don't. <laughs> what, what trivia is coming up? Is it time for me to go? No. no you guys stick here for this. DC so, Universe oh, trivia. I could, I could do so, that. I need a leader. I need a brain. I need a guy to put all these people together. So, I'm going with Moriarty, but specifically the Moriarty from League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, so not the one from Star Trek The Next Generation? Bit, no. Or the one from Sherlock, who's nope. just crazy? Um, a bit or older. my grade 10 history teacher? <laughs> or the Moriarty? one from the old, old, old book? Uh, a bit older. He knows steampunky sort of technology, and he's very smart, and he's already survived his, uh, the, the last encounter with Sherlock at yes. that point. So, 
But he needs to put together a team, and he needs weapons, and he needs people. So for that, we have our second G.I. Joe character to make these lists in Destro, because Destro's main deal is arms manufacturing and dealing. Okay. So he's the guy who's helping them come up with... He's kind of their science geek. He's helping them come up with stuff. Um, I like that you just called Destro a geek. Yeah. He's also like, you know... He's backstabbing, but not openly. Like he'll he'll mock it you to your face, but he's not. As long as he's getting paid, he's still pretty okay. Mm-hmm. So we also need a a character that could be kind of like a little bit of a spy and like go in and out, and also who's pretty good with you know handling herself, weaponry weaponry wise. And for that, I went with Mystique from the X-Men franchise. Mm-hmm. I thought of adding Mystique to my team. Because she can shape change. She's good with a couple guns. But she's a good guy now in the new movies, isn't she? Uh, in the movies, yeah. But in the comics. But the movies, that movie verse doesn't count anymore. In the, the comic books, <laughs> she likes like that so. movie As of January 1st, that movie verse probably doesn't count anymore. Aww. Despite the fact we're getting a movie after January They keep 1st. telling us we're getting it. So, Have we gotten it yet, though? So... You need somebody with, like, you know, just raw brute strength to help back all this th- up. Uh-huh. And I went with Doomsday. But Doomsday, Doomsday? from the, the, the death of Superman, not when they start making him smart and all oh, that. Okay. Like, this is a dude who killed Superman and, like... Through, For like, some reason, I thought we were still on a lady, a lady villain uh, kick. No. And I'm like, Doomsday's a girl? <laughs> so here's yep. my question for you. Yes. Because I also considered Doomsday on my original teams. Mm-hmm. How do you control Doomsday? You just point uh, him at a thing. He's got away. Okay. I don't know. Don't you just control point him at a thing? Don't overthink it yourself. Is that yeah. what you're telling me? I just wanted raw brute strength. Yeah. But... He needs a little bit of a backup, so not quite as powerful, but also has magical abilities and can't die. I went with, from the WWE, The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> but is he a bad guy? I love that you so, threw a wrestler like in there. Mystique. He, go, he comes and he goes. Depends it, on what storyline it is. universe he is, he, uh, depending on what era you want to go with, he is the leader of a cult. Of there course you, you threw a wrestler. He can control lightning. He comes yep. back from the dead. Um, in order to control him, Moriarty obviously has the urn of yep, so need to. Yep. he's got that. Um, you know, and he'll just like tombstone pile drive anybody who gets in his way. <laughs> there you go. I love it. So recap your team. I was looking for somebody a little off the wall. I'm like, wait, he has magic. (laughs) (laughs) So recap your team, Brent. So my team is Moriarty from the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Mystique, Destro, uh, Doomsday, and The Undertaker. (laughs) You made Ryan facepalm. Good job. (laughs) No, that's a combined facepalm for all of us. I'm surprised that nobody teams. else put Thrawn on their list. I thought for sure you was guys would Thrawn put Thrawn. the character we were trying to think of the other day was the villain that you like because yes. they're a smart villain? Okay, yes. that makes sense. And I thought for sure one of you guys would have him on the list. Yeah. He is a well, good villain, yeah. especially in Rebels. Oh, he doesn't wear purple. <laughs> His face is blue. Does that count? No, no blue's not an evil color. Not purple. <laughs> Only if he was choking on food and mm-hmm. turned purple. I mean, blue's the color of Smurfs and Superman. <gasps> you could have had evil Smurfs in that order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody but Gargamel. Evil on Smurfs list. turn purple. That's what what Gargamel's yeah. terrible. What about his like cat? His cat's kind of mean. Azriel. Azriel. But he's inept. Sure. His cat's just a cat. 
What, I, about, what about Dr. Claw from, speaking of inept, what about Dr. Claw from uh, he never Inspector Gadget? He did anything. He, he sat would in his go, chair, soon, Gadget, soon. He sat in his chair petting his kitty. I did think about Wiley Coyote because he's very tenacious. Mm. But he's just going to get them all blown up. Yeah, but, but, but things always get better. But then I thought he's not purple. But the Roadrunner is, and he's pretty evil. You could argue that the Roadrunner is the villain in the Wile E. Coyote He's yeah. the antagonist. He, yeah. he provokes that coyote. Oh, yeah, he does. All the coyote wants is dinner. Yep, he just Stands needs to there, eat. Stands there, just beeps over him and runs away. Did and he ever, mocks uh, him. See Looney Tunes back in action, the one with Brendan Fraser? No. Oh, okay, no. Maybe. So there, Maybe parts a, of it. it there's all, this whole storyline about, like, the, the Acne Corporation is evil. And this part where Martin Martin Short, or not Martin Short, um, Steve no, Martin. Steve Martin has this one thing and you don't know what's coming up. He's like, well, maybe our desert operative can get them. He's about due for a win. And then it shows that their desert operative is Wiley Coyote. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like due for a win. <laughs> They just uh, they just opened a Warner Brothers theme park in Dubai, mm-hmm. and uh, so the um, the Warner the Looney Tunes area has a has an Acme Company backstory. Like it's set in the company town that the Acme Company moved into. So everybody in the town worked for the Acme Company, and and they did a really detailed backstory on this fictional stupid corporation. <laughs> I, I, th- I think it's one of those things that if you look up, there is probably like a fake history of that company, or probably well, there a is now ones. because of this theme park. Well, between that and like, um, what isn't aren't they involved in uh, Roger Rabbit somehow? Yeah, aren't uh, they, aren't they the ones that make the goo? No, Was, but it's they're they're in an Acne warehouse. At the I end think of the movie. they are because they use stuff from both Disney and Warner in that movie. So yeah, and Acme. I always thought it was awesome. That the school rulers we had when I was kids were made by Acme. Acme. <laughs> is it like, it, how did the that's Wiley like Coyote like approved? These days is how did the how was there a company with like an actual company with that name, and then a company that made everything in the cartoons and like there was never a lawsuit over it or anything? Because back then nobody cared about that kind of uh, thing. Maybe yep. nobody cared that the company that made the rulers had the same name as the company in a cartoon. They weren't worried about their brands. Be like, oh, we don't, we can't have our ruler company associated with all these weapons that the coyote keeps making and blowing himself up with. How children might think they're gonna, our 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 rulers are gonna blow up. Yeah, it's like, why? How come schools who supplied these kinds of supplies didn't think twice before getting Acme brand rulers? Mm. I'm the cheapest I'm, brand <laughs> ruler. Okay. That's why. I imagine there's like there. The, it must have been like maybe they were just a company like Dupont that actually made everything, and that's why they they stole it for Looney Tunes. I don't know. There's got to be a detailed history somewhere online. <laughs> if you're wow. listening to this podcast and would like to provide us with a detailed history of the Acme Corporation, <laughs> please leave a note on our Facebook page. I was thinking more along the lines of like, wow, did we go off on a weird tangent? Yes, we did. Or email us the complete history of the Acme Corporation. Send it to Jen at whatever Jen's email is. No, we get truenorthnerds <laughs> at gmail.com. You can throw it in there. Or is it, is it True North oh, Nerds right. podcast or is it just True North I Nerds? I think it's True North Nerds at gmail.com. Oh. Yep. Don't you check the email, Kevin? I do, occasionally. Yeah, when I, I think do. Of it. <laughs> it's weird. We, like, or we, tweet us at only, True North Nerds. We only get like a little bit of, uh, of email on it, but like... We get email? Yeah, not much. But I'm amazed at the amount of spam we don't get. 
which is probably good. It's because yeah. Kevin hasn't made us a website yet. That's coming. I'm just learning how to do that. Whee. Stay tuned. There's a cliffhanger for you. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, minus whatever we have uh, before and after. Um, I'm going to go around and uh, talk to some of the creators that are here there uh, as well. So this is the end of our part of the episode at any rate. Uh, so we will do uh, some geek picks as per usual, which I feel a little bad because like this was an idea that like I shamelessly stole from that man over there. <laughs> but he's not paying attention to us, so it's okay. So who wants to go first? I can go first. I'm just okay. looking it up so I make sure I get it right. Yep. Um, so I started listening to another podcast because what, I now other podcast. Yes, I now have about a like forty-five minute drive to work every day. So I was like, well, I need a podcast that's you know roughly half an hour. So the podcast okay. I started listening to is called Kingdom Smarts, and it is a podcast about the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Ooh. So a long time ago, I started playing Kingdom Hearts because it combines my two favorite things. Disney and Final Fantasy, um, but I, I can't play it because it's not a turn-based RPG, and I kind of suck at video games. She keeps wanting me to play it, so, so I can so watch. She can watch the story. So instead of that, I started listening. So this podcast recaps all of the Kingdom Hearts games. So I just finished listening to Kingdom Hearts one, and now I know how it ends because I never did finish it. And then the next one is Chain of Memories, and they'll do Kingdom Hearts two. There's like I don't know so many different versions of this game. Nice. So you can find it um, wherever you get podcasts called Kingdom Smarts. Did you and do it's your, pretty good. Did you do your other one? Oh, yes. And also, as always, read Squirrel Girl. It continues to be awesome. The latest issue, Squirrel Girl, is Squirrel Girl dead? It's the death of Squirrel Girl, question mark. What? And it's pretty damn awesome because it starts off at Squirrel Girl's funeral and it's clear that she is not dead because she is there wearing a fish head, pretending to be Bass Lass. Bass Lass. And nice. she sneaks in her friend Nancy as Fish Miss. <laughs> Mary Fish Miss? <laughs> so, I love that comic so much. Anyway, so yes, Geek Fix, Kingdom Smarts, and Squirrel Girl. Who's next? I'll go next. Please, because I'm still thinking. Yep. I thought of one. Bass Lass? So. Now I am. <laughs> I have so many inappropriate comments I could make about Bass Last, but I'm, but I'm just not. Don't talking. ruin Squirrel Girl um, for me. <laughs> so my geek pick last week, uh, issue one of Spider Geddon came out, which is the latest Marvel Spider Verse crossover epic story uh, involving the the Inheritors that uh, we last saw in Spider Verse. Uh, and all the different Spider-Men. So we got Spider-Man Noir, and we got Spider-Punk, and we got UK Did you say Spider-Pumpkin? Punk. Oh. And Spider-Pig, and Spider-Gwen, and Miles. His name is Spider-Ham. Sorry. Spider-Pig is from the Simpsons movie. But in the first issue, there's a confrontation, big words, with... Uh, the superior Doc Ock um, and the Inheritors and we lose some of our multiverse Spider-Men. <gasps> Gasp! And there's also a, um, there's a whole bunch of the different variants of the first issue but one of them is drawn by a friend of the show. Yes, we can Jay say Jay Fosgett. Jay Fosgett. So I bought Yay. that one so I can get him to sign it next time we see him at a show. Yay! 
So Spider Geddon, issue one and the ongoing issues is my pick. Cool. Kevin? Hey, hey, hey. Do you have one yet? Uh, well, uh, so... You can always just, say Squirrel Girl if you don't well, know. Well, Squirrel Girl, of course. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's just go with, uh, with my list update. So I'm up to the summer of 1982 on my giant geek list. Okay. And because there's not a lot of television in the summer uh, in the 80s, it's all movies. And so in the last few days, I've watched Conan the Barbarian, uh, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, E.T., uh, Blade Runner and The Secret of Nim. Wow, that was a heck of a summer. Yes, Kay. it was. Now, out of all those movies you watched in one weekend, which one was your favorite? Star Trek Two. <gasps> Not The Secret of Nim. I, di- I did really like The Secret of Nim. I thought I had seen that movie before, and, no? and I watched it and went. This is not familiar to me at Have all. Have you never seen The Secret of Nim? That movie scared the bejesus out of me as a child. It's a creepy movie. It is. So uh, let's go with Secret it's of Nim emotional- as my geek pick It's emotionally <laughs> scarring it's, and um, awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, it's dark. Did you know that it is the first on-screen, well, technically on-screen, first uh, professional appearance of both Shannon Doherty and Will Wheaton? Are they in that? They're the voices of Mrs. Frisbee's two older children. I did not ah. know that. Now, is it technically an on-screen well, appearance? First professional credit. Uh, first professional credit. Was, Outside uh, of like And you say you're not being contrary. Like it was their first, their first no, film project. <laughs> Shannon Doherty and Will Wheaton are both in The Secret of Name. Name. Well, yeah, learn something new every day. Yeah, oh, it's I gotta got watch great that movie animation. again. It's uh, it's, it's a Don Bluth film, right? It's Don Bluth's first film. It was the film he left Disney to make. Is it based on a book? Yeah, it was called okay. Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim. They yeah. changed her name in the movie after asking the Whammo Corporation, who makes frisbees, if it would be okay, and they said no. Yeah, because so what's her name in the movie? Mrs. Brisby. Brisby, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. They should oh, we're gonna get around. They should have Let's named just her Mr. The Mrs. Mrs. Whammo. Mrs. Just to <laughs> stick it a little bit. Mrs. Yeah. Acme. So that doesn't I don't have think a good you ring can copyright, to it. Like Whammo. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's not a very good name for a kids' movie. It's not a good name for a kids' toy company. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the company that made like slip and slides and frisbees. Well, those a lot of those involved in a whammo into a wall or another person. Yeah, exactly. Or, have you yeah. ever done a slip and slide? Jeez. Okay, so yes, this is a side fun. thing. When, and, uh, now, I could be slightly wrong, but I, did, I looked it up for a friend. A friend of mine's dad had a crossbow that was made by whammo. Really? And it was one of those things as dad always talked about this thing. And then I went and looked it up. And the reason it was short-lived, because it like... Because it was a crossbow? Well, <laughs> one, not exactly a great children's toy. <laughs> Two, it was because of how cheaply made it was, more kids were injured by the crossbow by trying to use it as opposed to using it on one another. Really? Yeah, like it was discontinued very shortly after they, they made it. And people thought lawn darts are dangerous. Actually, I think, isn't Whammo one of the companies that made lawn darts too? I believe they may yeah. have. So I feel like this is a very apt name for this company. Whammo. Because <laughs> maybe like Bleedo or isn't... So to bring it all back, The Secret of Nim would be my geek pick this week. I love that movie. I haven't seen it in years. I should sit down and rewatch it. Yeah, we should watch it again. It's the one thing about your list is every once in a while you bring up something like, "Ah, I should sit down and rewatch it. I did watch a terrible movie not too long ago called The Sword and the Sorcerer, which was an an 82... uh, Oh, 
Okay. Uh, film. I've probably watched it. It's not good. What was it about again? A sword and a sorcerer. Thanks, yeah, Ryan. Yeah, there was a. I couldn't follow it. There was a quest. And is that the one with the like the three bladed sword, or is that Dragon Slayer? You no, know, it was so bad I don't remember. Is Flight of Dragons on your list? Probably. I have it on DVD. Is I the love Flight that of the movie Navigator so on your list. Probably. Probably. I need Should to watch be. that movie again. So the next movies on my list are um, Tron, which oh, nice. came out in the summer of '82. Um, the classic cult comedy Zapped, starring Scott Baio and Willie Ames. Why is that on your list? <laughs> because it got it was, nominated, it for, nominated a Saturn for a Saturn Award. Saturn okay. Award. And a movie called Endangered Species, which I don't know much about. Yeah, me neither. Sounds like a dinosaur movie. Mm. Like Babe. A baby. Remember that dinosaur movie? Oh, and that was about a pig. Yeah. Coming no, up. no. There was one in the 80s. <laughs> called where Baby. It was the baby of the dinosaur yeah. or something. Yes. Yeah. William Cat, wasn't he? I have no idea. Yeah. I just remember there being a, a baby Little brontosaurus. brontosaurus. Uh, the, other, the other movie coming up this when I get to the fall of 82 section is Time Bandits. Oh, Brent bought me that movie. I'd never seen it before, so, and then I, I can't remember if it was for my birthday or for an anniversary. Yeah, it was one, of, one of the first like event things that came up when we started dating. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good movie, too. So, what's your geek pick, Brent? My geek pick is I'm going with a video game that Ooh. I've become recently addicted to. I'm going with Injustice 2. Oh, uh, nice. Technically, the Legendary Edition, I think it's called. That's what it's called. So, it's the, the one that has all the downloadable content to it and all the. Such the as? Such as Hellboy Ooh. and Darkseid, because he was like a pre-order or something like that originally. Oh, really? Yep. And the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Who the real I, reason. The heroes in a half game. shell. There is some, like, I I don't have anything against DC Comics. I, I love a lot of the characters there, but there's something really satisfying about when you're fighting Darkseid with the turtles. And one of them smacks Darkseid in the face with a skateboard. <laughs> There's just some... <laughs> because they also did the animation really good. So it's like this sort of look of like pain and surprise on his face. <laughs> like the first time I pulled it off. And it, like it, he does the same animation for a lot of attacks. But it, like just like one of those things that like just like looks like... You know, like what? How dare you hit me with a skateboard? And then you beat him up more. But it's a it's a fun fighting game. It's it's a button masher. But mm. the thing I like about it is because I'm not one of those people who is excellent at video games. But the the system that they've used for it, you can pull off the super move easy. Like I can show you how to do it. One like wait till the power bars fill, push those two buttons. Like it's not like up up down down and then a circle X, back mm, hit circle it twice. back yeah. So even lamos like me can pull off cool stuff in it. And it's, the storyline's actually kind of cool because it That's continues cool. from the last one where Superman went nuts and took over the world. There was an Injustice comic for a while, too. Right. There still is. Is it still going? Uh, yes, there is. It's still going. It's um, pretty popular from what I understand. Yeah, I pick it up in, in trades every so often. So I'm still far behind in the actual story because I haven't even, in the trades I've read, I haven't even caught up to the first game yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess it sounds like in the newer, cause I'm only up into like volume three. So I think they're into volume five or six now. And, uh, and each volume has two books, which holds like six, you know, two trades, which holds like six issues each or something like that. So, um, but I think in the latest ones, they're post the second game because mm. we find out the fate of Supergirl. 
Speaking of which, there, there's like lots of little comic book Easter eggs in it as well. So, like for instance, I uh, I unlocked Power Girl, and when, when the characters face off one another, there's like a little bit of cinematic banter, and depending on who the characters are, the 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 banter differs. So it ended up being Power Girl versus Supergirl, Ooh. and Power Girl first words out of the Power Girl's mouth, mouth are, "How many friggin' Earths are there?" <laughs> That's funny. All righty. Well, that is it for us as a group from uh, OPL, and I don't know. We we might be back here next year. We'll see if they have us back. Mm-hmm. We we had fun. We had fun. It's been a if good day the, so far. If they invite us back, we, we we're will going to have burgers later. Welcome Ooh, to all of the listeners goes. who are listening to this because they found us here at OPL FanCon. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it might be a brand new listener. In which case, they're like, what are, why do they keep rambling? Yeah, that's what we do. That, that, that's every episode. <laughs> so make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. I think we're at True North Nerds for all of those things. Yes. I believe we And are. you can email us at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. And eventually we will have a True North Nerds a website. I'm Kevin just learning how to do that, so bear with me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, hopefully, if you found us here, you continue to listen. And uh, here is a couple other sights and sounds from well, not sights because it's audio. Visual We've got such jokes lovely on an audio, audio podcast. podcast. We've got such lovely natural light here too, though. <laughs> um, from uh, from the convention and uh, the crew on a whole will be back in two weeks. Take away, future Brent. And that was our uh, group discussion at OPL. Um, next, coming up next is a batch of interviews I did with uh, a couple of the the comic creators, and we'll start off with uh, Fred Kennedy. Uh, Fred is uh, better known in the uh, Greater Toronto area as Fearless Fred, uh, formerly of the uh, the Edge one hundred two point one, and then uh, now he works at uh, Q one hundred seven. So uh, I've known Fred for quite a few years, a very nice guy, but uh, what a lot of his listeners might not know is uh, Fred writes comic books on uh, his time off, and uh, he is also very good at writing comic books. Um, So uh, luckily, he was one of the guests at OPL, and I got a chance to uh, talk to Fred for a little bit. You're so dapper. Like, you're so well-dressed. It's always Ramon. It's Ramon Perez was the reason I started, like, wearing dress shirts to things like this. He crapped on me once because he's like, you look like a child. And I went, thank you. All right. To, to be fair, so I don't know if you remember this. I interviewed you, I think, the first fan expo that you did. Yeah. And uh, you only had, I think, the first two trades of Tutin were out at the time. And you had a bunch of your indie books as well. Yeah. So and look at how far you've come. Oh, I know. I've got more Teuton and more indie books here. <laughs> well, it's more than what I've got currently. Yeah, I've got yeah, a podcast I where I talk to the guy with the the. the There's books. actually I've written a lot more books, but they're just not here. Like I've got uh, the Fourth Planet from Chapter I was supposed to be coming out. I'm working on a new book with Sean. Uh, I'm doing. I did. Uh, a, a really long story for for Morris with Shane Heron. 
I've written so much this year, but I have nothing new to show for it, which is frustrating. But next year, I'll just have a deluge of new books on the table, which is great. Which is great. Yeah. So how do you think you've improved since probably the first time I talked to you? Because oh. I, I like those first books. And in fact, we're going to come back to one at the end of this okay. interview. Okay, all right, all right. I, uh, I, I think my storytelling is a lot tighter than it was before. Uh, I focus more on character development and stuff like that with what I'm doing. And I, I still like the ideas of those original stories. The, just the execution wasn't as smooth. I was just actually reading volume three of Teuton here at the table, and there's some things, that, the way that I broke it down, I'm like, this is kind of clunky, but I get what I was going for with it. Yeah. I, I always find that uh, you figure out who you're ripping off in the first stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, some of my early stuff is, like, really bad Garth Ennis and Neil Gaiman. Every, every like, central character is brooding and stoic and world weary etc etc I don't write a lot of characters like that and they're fun that's a fun character but I don't do that anymore so with the books you have coming out what's the the, the next new thing we should be expecting for you that you can talk about that you're that you know it's on its way uh, <laughs> the, the only one where the ink is dry on the contract is uh, I'm doing a book with Source Point Press, Sean and I, called Venom and Vengeance. Okay. And it's a really cool story about revenge. And uh, it's got some really cool fantasy elements. It's going to be a very unique book. I'll put it that way. There's some elements of like... Uh, the Dirty Dozen, there's some Ooh, elements of the okay, Dark Tower. It's just a really good story about revenge that has been stewing for decades. It's good. All right, so I, I brought it up. I've got to ask you about it. In today's political climate, when are we going to see the return of Mike Gorbsmith? I think Mike <laughs> Gorbsmith would work. I, I, I think today, especially, yeah, yeah. you could do a lot of cool shit. Okay, with to explain Ooh, like, for anybody listening who doesn't know what Mike Gorbsmith is, Mike Gorbsmith was a character that I created years ago. Uh, it was called Mike Gorbsmith, the only good-looking Russian ever. And it was a story where Mikhail Gorbachev had been mutated at Chernobyl and became really good-looking. And because communists hate anything that's not average... He was banished from Russia and became a, cap, a champion of capitalism. Um, and, and Reagan kind of serves as like yeah, Charlie. And yeah, Ray, Reagan is his commander in chief. Uh, he's uh, got his guided by the ghost of John D. Rockefeller, um, and his arch nemesis is Bite Du Rouge, the reddest plant on the planet. So, yeah, it was pretty good. But uh, seriously, it's one of those things that I thought of on the way up here because I knew you were going to be here. That, yeah, like, I, I, you know, that was a really fun story to draw, to, to write. Um, I had, like, three different stories that I wrote for him that never actually, only, only, only two, of, no, only two saw print. Oh. There's actually, there's another story out there uh, where he fights the commu donkey uh, <laughs> that is like this donkey that looks like Che Guevara. And uh, the story is that um, the commu donkey has shut down a shoe factory in the Arizonian rainforests. And everyone's like, there's no rainforest in Arizona. It's a desert. And the joke was, ah, believing the liberal media again. And so it was like, it was just, it was just over the top beyond belief. 
but it was really fun to write. It was very funny. And also his Mikhail Gorb, Mikhail Gorb, Mike Gorbsmith, sorry, his birthmark shot laser beams. So that was another that was another fun part about that story. Right. So I guess till then I'll have to just dream of that that I versus can, Trump. Listen, book. I tell you what, I will email you the PDF and you can throw it up for free on your website. Oh, and that's why we like Fred. Yeah, there you go. So in the meantime, where can our listeners find you when they're looking for you? Best bet is just on my Twitter feed or Instagram feed at fearless underscore Fred. That's that's the best way to get a hold of me. All right. Thank you very much, Fred. Solid, buddy. Coming up next, we've got a trio of interviews with a bunch of uh, GTA creators. Uh, first up is uh, Sean Daly. Sean is the uh, the artist on a book called Samurai Grandpa. Um, or, well, most recently on a book called Samurai Grandpa. 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 <laughs> um, Samurai Grandpa, if you can find it. Uh, great looking book. It, it's just, I, I don't buy a lot of indie comics. It takes a lot for me to notice something in Artist Alley these days. And man, this book just stood out. And uh, I, I mentioned how, uh, like, I, I basically it took me a couple months to get a copy of it. And I'm so glad I did. Um, following uh, the interview with Sean is a interview with Connor McCreary. Uh, Connor is uh, best known at this point for uh, being the co-writer and co-creator of Kill Shakespeare. And he's got, uh, he has built a career off of that at the moment. He's doing uh, a, a lot of other things that we talk about in the uh, in the interview. And he's got a really cool book coming out that uh, he couldn't talk about <laughs> on the podcast. But he promised, uh, he promised me that when it, the... Uh, the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted on contracts and, and everything else that he will come back on to, to promote the book. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Connor and I talk about his work and uh, also talk about uh, breaking into comics and his advice for people who want to break in. And following that, um, I have uh, an interview with uh, David Bishop. Uh, poor David. Poor, poor David. Uh, David got... Um, stuck at the back of the library with us. He was sitting beside us for about five hours, uh, putting up with our shenanigans and he was a very good sport. And we joked a, a bit with him, a uh, phenomenal artist who's been doing a lot of cool stuff on, uh, in, on his own terms and with his own books. So we talk a little bit about that. And, uh, after that interview, I'll be back and just to let you know what's going on with the show next. So we're still in Oshawa, and I'm here with artist Sean Daly, who uh, was kind enough to come out. So how did you find everything went for you? Went well? Went okay? Oh, it was fantastic. It's like the community here is just so wanting to read, and everyone was just very excited to see all these artists and these writers here. So it's been an amazing day. So I first heard of you through my friends at Geek Hard. They they had come across your book Samurai Grandpa and recommended it to me and I tried to get a copy and you were sold out and then Fan Expo I was 
busy. <laughs> I didn't make it to Articelli at all, and I feel bad about that a little bit. Um, so how have you found the reception for the book? Has it been like a lot of good word of mouth? Yeah, yeah, it's been amazing. Um, the writer Easton and I, we had no idea, obviously. You never know how it's going to go when you're putting a book out, but we're so happy with just all the, the reception that everybody's been given it, and uh, everyone has been super cool and wanting more so there will be more oh that's the teaser yeah i can i can say that and that's it yeah in the meantime what are you working on right now uh so i'm working on ogre for source point press written by bob sally which is the first issue comes out on halloween um yeah very soon yeah Uh, i just finished the third issue which is the final issue for now um but we're happy with our numbers that we've done so far so we actually are working on another one as well so that's in the works um maybe more samurai grandpa and then uh there's a few other things that i i want to talk about but i can't uh, that yeah. that's okay yeah you, you you've got our number you can yeah, get a hold of us and there is more though yeah Awesome. Well, uh, thank you for talking to me, and we will uh, talk to you soon. You've got people at your table waiting for you already. Yeah, by like so- yeah for sure. Yeah, and anytime. Happy to talk. Thank you. No, thank you, buddy. Absolutely. Yeah, So I am here with Connor McCurry. Did I get it right? You did. That was Sweet. excellent. All right. I can't believe you didn't pronounce the... I, how did you know the cue was silent? who is the co-writer on a whole ton of stuff, including uh, a book, I Really Love Kill Shakespeare. And you've also written Assassin's Creed books. and Holmes versus Houdini. Uh, I'm writing the Adventure Time regular show crossover. I've also written stuff for Adventure Time and regular shows separately. Uh, And the newest thing, I've got the first book of a new all-ages series coming out next year called Catacombers, which is kind of like the Goonies, but with ghosts. Oh, okay. Can you tell us anything more yeah, about that? Because sure. that, that sounds awesome. Um, I'm a Goonies person. Oh, okay, so. so yeah. So basically, Catacombers is the story of two best friends who get an art scholarship to Paris. And when they show up there, all they find are mean kids that speak three languages and this mysterious, mysterious series of art thefts, which they get drawn into. And before they know it, They've been trapped below Paris in the catacombs with only the very arrogant and obnoxious ghost of Napoleon to help them escape. Okay, I'm sold. Who's that coming out from? Uh, That's coming out with paper cuts. Okay. So um, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is, uh, if you couldn't tell by that, you're a very good salesperson for for your own books. I had the pleasure of doing a panel with you this summer, and uh, it, it went very well, I think. Um, but is there any sort of business advice you would give to somebody who is trying to break into comics in a similar method that you have? Sure. I mean, so I mean, I think like when Anthony and I started, uh, weirdly enough, we both had uh, degrees in business primarily. I had a minor in theater, and Anthony had, as he likes to say, it an unofficial minor in film. So we love storytelling, but we both had kind of taken it from this like, okay, well, how do you how do you, how make, do you money? make money? At right. This? Um, and so I mean. 
I would. I think you want to start from the beginning. You want to treat it a bit like a business in terms of you want to set yourself deadlines. You want to give yourself milestones. Like the you know the old story is well, when did you do your essays in mm. university? You did it the day before they were due or in high school. And if you don't give yourself due dates, then that project that you want to get done, it just doesn't get done because life gets in the way. So you have to treat even if it's right now a hobby for yourself, you owe it to yourself to treat it like it's your own business. You know, make it something official. Write things down. The other big thing I would say, and this is my, my number one advice, or two two number one advice. Number one is uh, tell everybody. Right? If you don't tell everybody what you're up to, then you have no, they have no idea how they can help you. I, the best idea I have for this is when we first started Kill Shakespeare, Anthony and I wanted to raise one hundred and fifty thousand dollars so that we could publish the books ourselves if we had to, so that we had money to try to do like the board games and the stage yeah. play and all the stuff we've done. But really, we wanted to control the idea. We didn't want to sell it to a company, and then if it became this big hit, we were just the guys who came up with the comic book idea. And when we were coming down to it, we first tried to raise money uh, almost a decade ago now, right when the financial crash hit. And so we, we raised about 100 grand, and then we just stuck. We couldn't get the rest of the money to save our souls. And I remember having lunch with a buddy of mine who was this very successful businessman. And I was the weird guy from my business class who'd gone to write comic books. All my other friends were like, you know, high-powered lawyers and like CFOs. And they were all doing really well for themselves. And I was this weird comic book guy. And I think I felt really self-conscious about it. And so my buddy was asking me what I was doing. And I I didn't tell him. I didn't tell him that I was trying to raise money for this comic book slash media dream I had. Until finally he was like dude, you're so weird today. Like, what is going on? And I finally broke down. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to do this thing and here's the idea and I'm trying to raise money and I can't do it. And he was like, well, do you have a business plan? And I was like, yeah, like Anthony and I put together a really good business plan. He's like, send it to me. And we sent it to him. And a week later he came back and he's like, I see that you need two more people, like two more people to buy in. He's like, I'll buy both of your remaining slots. And that was how we got the money we needed. And I never would have asked him because I, I didn't want to ask a friend for money. Yeah. I didn't want to, you know. And that has always been a lesson. If you tell people what you're up to, they get excited by the fact that you have a dream. You want to make a comic book? People are excited about that. That's cool. You never know who's going to know somebody in comics, who has a cousin, who's third, you know, who's like aunt married a guy who I think works at a place called Marvel. You just don't know, right? So always tell people what you're up to because people help you. And if anybody is ever like, oh man, that's really stupid. You want to make a comic? That person's a jerk. Don't listen to them, right? Like they're awful. And the other thing I think you want to think about when you start is like, what is your brand? That doesn't mean you have to do the same thing for your whole career. But like we started Kill Shakespeare and then we got an opportunity to do Holmes and Houdini. And we said yes because we're like, oh, Kill Shakespeare is kind of an, a historical mashup. So is this Holmes and Houdini yeah, thing. Okay. And because we did those two, the Assassin's Creed people were like, oh, you guys are really good at historical mashups. We need someone who's good at historical mashups because that's what Assassin's Creed's all about. And so then we got that job. I mean, Anthony did this Son of Hitler book. It's another historical mashup. Now, for me, the next thing I did was Adventure Time Regular Show, which is not a historical mashup. But it's a mashup. So people were like, oh, that guy's good at mashups. And, you know, now I'm doing, you know, with my next creator-owned thing, you know, it's a YA book. But it fits nicely off of Adventure Time regular show because it's another all-ages book. So you can always change your brand, but it's good when people go in and they're like, oh, you're a horror person. Or you write, like, great female characters or whatever it is. But do a little thinking about what you love. Make sure people know that's what you love. And then let people, like, oh, you're you're the girl who writes... Victorian Victorian horror stories set in futuristic Japan. That's a crazy brand, but like people will be like, "That's cool. She's 
weird future historic girl, you know, or weird future horror girl. Like, that's a cool place to be. I think that's a pretty good sound advice, if I do say so myself. Um, so where can our listeners find you right now and your, to keep up to date on what you've got coming out? Uh, so, I mean, uh, social media-wise, I'm on Facebook under my own name. Uh, you can go through Kill Shakespeare for Facebook and for Twitter. I also have a Twitter account under my own name, again, C-O-N-O-R McCreary. Uh, you can find it on a uh, link on our Facebook page. Uh, and also on Instagram, I'm the real Connor. Um, yeah, because you know there were so many others. Um, but yeah, that's you know that's a big thing. Uh, we got more Kill Shakespeare looking to come out next year. Uh, this Adventure Time book coming out, and a few more goodies from both of us. And if you're a big fan of Anthony's, you definitely need to check out his Luke Cage series he's doing for Marvel Digital. Oh, nice! Thank you very much. You're welcome. So we're at the end of the day, and I had to talk to uh, Mr. David Bishop, who has kindly been putting up with a crap for, for the last afternoon. Oh, you guys are right proper gentlemen. What do you mean? <laughs> you just said you had to talk to him. No, you get to talk to well, him. You have the privilege of talking to him. You don't have to talk to him. I noticed... bad for me, so he just came over and was like, oh, man, well, I've been sitting beside this guy and we talk about comics and he's got comics and I don't want to be a jerk about it. <laughs> no. Yeah. At all, yeah. So uh, while we were here, you were working on commission sketches for your latest Kickstarter, correct? Yes, that was for Of Stone, which uh, ended up being 120 percent funded. Nice. Yes, I'm very happy about that. Um, and those are at the printer. They should be printed by Wednesday, and then I get them, get the books, and then start shipping them out. Oh, cool. So it, with the, the Kickstarter done, will those be available like at, from you at conventions and stuff as well? Yes. Will you, you'll have yeah. some extra copies? Yeah, I'll have extra copies for sure, so I'll be back on the convention circuit. So how, how did you find this experience of doing a convention in the library? We were kind of in the quiet section. We are in the quiet section, but we got to enjoy each other's company, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Didn't we? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I've done some, some library shows before, but it, I mean, it's great because it shows people that there's other things besides books that they can pick up, they can read, yep. uh, things that will help foster the, the love of reading. You know, and that's that's one thing that got me into reading was, you know, picking up comic books yeah. when I was a kid. me too. It yeah. was, my grandfather shut me up in the car on the way up to the cottage. Yeah, yeah. And it worked, right? <laughs> you talk a lot still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, so what's next up for you, uh, comic-wise? Uh, I have two more installments for... True Patriot Presents from Chapter House that I need to finish up. Um, and then on to the next stage of, for, of Stone, the next volume. Because the first volume collects the first four issues. Yep. So then I'm going to work on the next one and then kickstart that one. So on and so forth. And then we'll see where it goes from there. Sweet. So uh, where can our listeners find you if they're looking for stuff beyond uh, the Toronto Convention Circuit? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Renerd and Instagram at Renerd Bishop. That's R-E-N-E-R-D. Some people hear it, they think Wiener. Oh, uh, okay. Wiener Bishop might uh, give you something else. On that note. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, David. All right. So that was uh, the last a bit of our adventures in Oshawa. I'd like to f thank uh, the Oshawa Public Library System for having us as uh, guests, uh, especially uh, uh, James Green, who uh, is normally part of Geek Hard, uh, friends of ours, but was helping put together the show and asked us if we would come back again this year, and we said yes. Uh, beyond that, the the staff was very accommodating, very helpful. Um, 
and uh, can't complain about the show whatsoever. It was, we had a lot of fun. So uh, it, and on that note, if you are a library and you're doing a comic convention and would like us to appear, uh, please feel free to contact us. So what's coming up? Well, our regular uh, band of nonsense. Uh, convention season's kind of over for a little bit. So um, we are going to be having more movie episodes in the next little while. Um, I'm going to try, if you heard our Valiant one shot, I'm going to try and do uh, some more like smaller mini episodes in the next little while here and there just to kind of give you guys something a little bit extra. Um, in the meantime, you can contact us at all the usual places. We're on Twitter at True North Nerds. We are uh, at Gmail. You can email us at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. We are on Instagram under uh, True North Nerds. And uh, you can find us on Facebook under True North Nerds. So uh, hopefully you enjoyed this episode and we will see you soon. Set your phasers to You've been listening to the True North Nerds recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds, on Facebook under, surprise, True North Nerds, and you can reach them by email at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle from the album Sounds Like You. Please go to kirbycracklemusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. So set your phasers to sexy.